This is the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, episode 125. Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Weekly motivation and language learning tips to help you become fluent in any language. Now, here's your host, Ollie Richards. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Very excited to have you here. I am really, really excited because I'm just literally about to get on a plane to Thailand, one of my favorite countries and somewhere I haven't been for a couple of years actually, so really excited about that. Don't forget to um, to follow along on Instagram and YouTube if you'd like to see exactly how I'm going to study Thai for these two weeks. I'm going to be posting multiple updates a day, very, very exciting stuff uh, on Instagram. I am, uh, I will teach you a language. That's my Instagram handle. And on YouTube, just go on YouTube and search for Ollie Richards and you will find the channel. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, yeah, really, really excited. Hopefully the jet lag doesn't get me too badly. Recently, for some reason, jet lag has been absolutely hammering me. I guess I'm just getting old. But anyway, <laughs> not to worry. I would like to thank the sponsors of the show who are italki. And, you know, the great thing about italki, well, one of the many great things is that they have such a variety of teachers. So whatever language you're learning, you have a huge range of teachers there who you can look through, check their profiles, get to know, message before your lessons if you want to talk to them. And that way, you know, you're really in a good place to find the perfect teacher for you. And if you'd like to get a free lesson, you can go to iwillteachyouanlanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Now, without any further ado, let's hear from Sabina, who is a second time questioner and speaks fantastic, amazing, wonderful English. Hey, Oli. Um, it's Sabina from Germany again. Um, thank you for answering my pre previous question. It was very helpful um, what you told me about the proficiency levels. Um, but here is another question for you. Um, I was wondering how to improve grammar without working just with books or fill in the gaps exercises online, um, which I think is a bit boring. Well, I'm not very motivated to improve my grammar with the help of books or um online materials because I'm already at a very advanced level. Um, so I really want to improve, especially um, my abilities to apply the different tenses in English properly. Um, yeah, but I was wondering if you can give me some advice in order to help me achieving my final goal. Thanks, Ollie. Um, keep going with your amazing podcast um, and goodbye. Hey, Sabina, thank you so much for your question and for getting back in touch. I really appreciate it. Uh, Sabina was featured in episode 104, where she asked about how to get to a C2 level in English, very advanced English. So if you'd like to check out that episode, you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 104. And today, we're, I guess we're carrying on the theme of advanced English and, and we're talking about um, advanced grammar. Now, Sabina wants to speak with perfect grammar, but she doesn't want to study. Um, but the good news is that I don't think that's really necessary or not necessarily required, I guess. Um, a few different things to think about here. And obviously, there is no easy answer. But hopefully what I can give you in this answer is a kind of bit of perspective and the way that I would approach thinking about this. Look, in general, 
the higher level you get in a language, the the more you need to stop studying and start to just use the language. Now, I'm sure, Simina, you do this anyway. Um, but it's, you know, often I see people who start to learn a language one day by studying, and many years later they get very advanced and they're still kind of studying, but they're not necessarily living and breathing the language. You know, once you get beyond a kind of B2 level, really, you know, yeah, you can still study, but... You know, the, the what you learn, the way that you become very natural, very native-like in the language is by just using it with native speakers, integrating it into your life. So there is a trend as you get more advanced to study less. And that's important to, to understand because, you know, especially with English, the grammar in English is crazy sometimes. It doesn't make sense a lot of the time. And there are the more advanced you get, the more rules you have to break, which is very unhelpful. It's not like German where everything seems to make sense and, you know, you don't break rules. German grammar is very German in many in many ways, it's, it seems to me. So um, you might be in for a kind of nasty shock with English, if you, unless, you know, if you haven't figured it out <laughs> already, that, um, you know, the English grammar is very much not rule-based. It's kind of based on the impressions and the perspective of the person that's speaking. But in general, yeah, we want to move towards a holistic way of learning, which is going to mean a lot of using the language. Um, now, let's talk about perfect English for a minute, because if that's the goal, we need to ask, well, how does a native speaker of English get to a point where they speak with perfect grammar? But not just perfect grammar, how do they speak with good grammar? And um, because, you know, there are many native speakers out there who are they're native speakers and they speak correctly, but not articulately, not eloquently, not not well. You wouldn't turn around and say, "Oh, they speak with good." They have, you know, they have good grammar. They're correct because they've been brought up that way, but they don't they don't speak um, uh, eloquently, you know. And the difference between uh, so, like a native speaker who speaks like correctly but nothing special, and then a native speaker who speaks um, with you know, very articulate grammar and, you know, in a very good way, that only has to do with education. The more, you know, there's a direct correlation between the your education and the way that you use grammar. And this is important because if you're trying to emulate a native speaker in the sense that you're trying to speak with very good grammar, have a good command and mastery of grammar so you can use it to express yourself in English, then you need to emulate what a native speaker does. And you cannot be a an, an articulate native speaker of a language without also being educated. Now, edu- education obviously takes many forms, um, but typically that is going to involve a lot of reading. You know, you find me a native speaker of any language who is articulate, who speaks very, very well, and who hasn't read a lot of books at some point in their life. Um, you know, I personally, in every area of life, I see a direct correlation between the amount of time someone spends reading and their intelligence or success or otherwise um, achievements. And so I think the, the broad point for you, Sabina, is that you need to be reading as much as possible. And I think, you know, this is, this might be what I, what I said to you in, in the previous answer. And, um, really i think that holds true it's kind of it's pretty much the same thing but one thing that you 
mentioned is different tenses and so i suspect that in in there are probably times when you're speaking english where you feel okay hang on i really don't know how to express this properly and i think you can probably start to address this by by reading more widely and so it occurred, it occurred as i was thinking about this answer it occurred to me that you know i've me for example i've read a lot of different books of different kinds i've read science fiction i've read autobiographies I've read uh, history books. I've read books that speculate on the future. I've read self-help books. I've read business books. And this variety of literature means that you get to cover a lot of different topics in a lot of different tenses and a lot of different ways from different perspectives. So the first question I'd ask you is, well, are you reading a nice kind of variety of books? Are you, do you tend to read just about education or do you also read novels? Do you also read uh, autobiographies? I think that would be a very good first step because that is that's going to be the way that you improve your grammar naturally through exposure to different genres of of English. So that would be the first thing that I would say. Just try to you know, you know, go on go to a bookshop um and pick stuff that you would never normally read and start with that because it's going to give you that nice exposure. The other thing is, I know you may, you know, I know you said that you don't want to study, and I understand that. And um, but I think that there is a role at advanced levels for a very good teacher. Now, a very good teacher is hard to find, but if you can find that good teacher, they will save you so much time uh, in terms of identifying the areas that you're weak at. A good, experienced English teacher is going to be able to um, talk to you notice very quickly which areas of grammar you're not so strong with or at i should say there's my grammar <laughs> playing up and um and, and draw those things to your bring those things to your attention because i think one of the, the the issues you've one of the issues you've got is that before you can fix your grammar to the extent that it needs fixing but you know before you can fix your grammar you have to be aware of what areas of grammar you're deficient in and a teacher really is the best thing i don't tend to use teachers at a at a lower level in a language but at a higher level you know as um as alex rawlings always says like at a higher level a good teacher is you know absolutely essential and they can and they can they can save you so much time so i would look at doing that i think i would look at finding a teacher and if you if you want some recommendations, feel free to email me and get in touch. I know many, many very good English teachers. Um, they, typically, they're not cheap, of course, because they're they're so good. But find a good teacher and commit to like, working with them for like maybe five lessons. Tell them exactly what you're looking for, and I guarantee you they will give you insights and help you in directions that you probably weren't aware of. I think it's one of those cases where a little bit of investment. Um, in terms of the cost of the lessons, can really, really pay off because you, there's no need for you to do this on your own. That's what teachers are there for, you know. So I hope that is helpful. Uh, obviously, the, the higher, the more advanced you get in a language, the more difficult the solutions are. But with the right mindset, there's nothing that that can't be fixed over time. So I applaud your attitude, Sabina. It's just it's fantastic. I wish everybody had the the dedication to mastery that you have and it's really really great to see so thanks for your question i look forward to question number three whenever that may be um, and if you would like to ask me a question you can go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash 
ask and there is a place there where you can record me a question with your phone with your computer with your iPad whatever it may be and you can uh, and I will answer your question at some point whenever the uh, whenever it kind of fits into the the program of things that I that I answer I try to keep a like a variety of stuff on the podcast you know I try to answer different types of questions um and luckily at the moment we've got quite a a bank of questions so I'm able to keep the variety there a little bit now, at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with a resource on the topic of the show. And uh, today we're talking about grammar. And now not all of you are going to be at C2 level looking to learn that last 1% of grammar. But many of you will be struggling with difficult grammar in a language. So I would like to send you to a blog post I wrote, which is called uh, One Simple Strategy for Learning the Hardest Grammar in the World. One simple strategy for learning the hardest grammar in the world. Now, I'm going to put a link to this in the show notes. Uh, so if you'd like to check out that blog post, and it's going to really help you, th- I think, think about difficult grammar and how to get your head around it um, at lower levels, perhaps, then you can go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 125, and you'll find a link to that there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Sabina, for the question, and I'll see you in the next episode of the podcast.